Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? You are now tuned in to the Industry Doctor. Shout out to all our listeners tuning in right now. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, the Industry Doctors, Twitter, Industry Doctors, and Instagram, Industry Doctors. Shout out to all those getting it in right now and any other day, any other hour, night or day, rain or sunshine. You can't do what you love unless you work to achieve what you want to achieve. Stay humble, stay hungry, and keep going at it. We got a special guest for you folks today. But before we get into that, let's give a shout-out to all our sponsors, Jimmy's Paint Shop, The 65 Connection, Leo Marketing, Star Marketing Moguls, and Media Combat. Without further ado, let's bring that special guest on. Hello, how are you? Can you let our listeners know what you do and how you started? Hey, everybody. Um, First off, my name is Boss Lady. Um, I'm from Goldsboro, North Carolina. Um, I've been doing poetry since I was seven. Um, I had met a wonderful person in Raleigh, North Carolina, he showed me the way. He's like, yo, turn the poetry in, into a music flow. Um, and ever since then, I've I've been doing music, and it's literally my passion. Definitely. And how long have you been doing this? Um, well, I, I started doing the music when I was 13, um, but I've been doing poetry since I was seven. Nice. And what, who influenced you to get started? Any motivators, influencers? My dad was a big motivator for me. Um, And after I had my daughter, she is what kept me going after. My dad passed away last year, rest in peace. Um, And he's he's stuck with me through my music, and he's he's the reason why I want to keep my dreams come true. Definitely. Our condolences goes out to your father. Who did you listen to growing up? <laughs> oh, man. Um, that's a good one. Um, all-time favorite is Tupac. The Locks. Uh, I love The Locks. Jada, especially. Um, that's really that's really it. I was I was really a Jada, Jada lover. That Jada Kiss is, like, my favorite artist ever. <laughs> How would you describe your music if someone was, before they even listened to it, if you had to describe it, how would you describe it? Humanitarian. It's a message for a lot of people that are going through stuff. And they can hear it and relate and actually find the solution to whatever they're going through with my music. Definitely. And do you have anything that we should be looking out for that's already out or about to come out? 
as far as like a mixtape, single, project, album? Yes, I am working on a project right now. Um, it's a mixtape, and it's going to be called I Am Becky. Yes, <laughs> I Am Becky. Um, and I hope to have that. I don't want to give a specific date, but I hope to have that out by January, the end of January. Nice. And why did you go with that name, I Am Becky? What was the reason? Um, because it is it is in a stereotype now that a lot of the long hair, don't care girls are the Becky, and I just wanted to do something different. Um, I felt like it would intrigue a lot of people. It would, it would catch a lot of attention with just the name. Um, and I really want people to, to give my my music a chance. I want you to be able to listen to it. So I hope that the the name of the album or the name of the mixtape will catch you enough to listen to my music. Um, and then once you listen to it, you're going to love it. You're going to fall in love with it. And you're going to want to put it on your, your phone to play in your aux cord <laughs> in the car. Um, and that's what I want, you know. I just I don't want to be judged by the name of the cover, so don't let that fool you. <laughs> um, the music is the music is going to be amazing, and I can't wait to give it to y'all. Definitely, and when you do, just send it over to the industry doctors. Myself or um, Doctor Phil will definitely check it out, and if we need to review it, we'll give you a review. Oh yes, that would be it. That would be amazing. Y'all will enjoy it. Is there any features that you're going to have on I Am Becky? Or somebody that um, we should already be looking out for right that now. you work with? It's undisclosed right now, um, but there is a lot of local artists that I'm working with. Um, but I don't know if it'll actually be on the mixtape or it'll be in an archive section song. Um, I'm very peculiar of what the world should hear. Um, I, I feel like it doesn't represent my message. Then I wouldn't put it on my album because I wouldn't want to represent something that ain't me. Um, so there's there's some material that is in the archive, and then there's material that I'm going to give the world. Definitely, you and my partner co-host Dr. Phil basically like to make the same kind of music. Like, he doesn't like to just make music just to make it, you know. He has a message in every song that he makes, you know, and he's from Huntsville, Alabama. So it's always great to hear artists and not just rappers or trappers want to be, you know, because nowadays everybody's trying to do the rap music thing, everybody and their mom, grandma, father. I mean, wow. You know, it's not, because the barrier of entry, the barrier of entry is so low. You know, anybody can probably become, like, a producer, but not a professional, you know? They just go in the right. bedroom, become a bedroom producer. So, you know, get the Fruity Loops or whatnot. I mean, <laughs> it takes a lot more than just making music. Right. You know, you have it's to kind of be like a politician. Yeah, dedication. But you have to go out there, shake some hands, kiss some babies, you know, things of that nature, right. you know? You have to show your face. You have to put only your music out there, but your name, your image, um, your image means a lot in any career. Um, You're not only holding weight for you as a person, but whoever you're working under and working for. And if your plan is 
you know, to let everybody hear your music on a, a message level, then you definitely have to get in the community. You definitely have to volunteer. You definitely have to be about what you're speaking about in your music. Absolutely. And some people, they just, like, paint this picture, and not really even paint the picture. They just put the gibberish out there, you know. Right, they're just not really rhyming. They are. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just, just rhyming. Writing. I mean, I wouldn't even call it rhyming, just saying the words. <laughs> But, you know, in all right. honesty, I mean, do what makes you happy, right? Don't do what you feel is going to make others happy. Do what makes you happy. Then form others' views or into your music. Don't listen to everybody. Just those people that really care about you. You know, like your mom, your dad, you know, if they're into that type of music. Because a parent's job is to support their child, right? But Correct. some parents don't support that artist. I understand why. Because right now, to enter into the music industry, you need to have a lot of money. And people don't understand that. Artists, rappers, wannabe trappers, whatever you want to call them. They don't understand that. And they just feel like they just got to make this one song and it's done. No. You still have to market it. You still have to promote it. Yeah. You you still have to have someone shop it around because you can't do it always, you know. You have to go and do these interviews and, again, do these shows. And somebody – one thing that really cracks me up is that – an unknown artist does not get does not want to go into a hole in the wall club to perform in front of maybe twenty or thirty people. They feel like they should already be in front of five hundred a thousand people, or they feel like they shouldn't well, have to it's sell a tickets. <laughs> it's, it's a process, exactly. It's baby steps because. Honestly, if they didn't, if they couldn't perform in a crowd of 20 to 30 people, how do you feel that you're even going to be ready to perform in front of thousands of people? That's a whole different genre. Like, that's that's so different than 20 to 30 Indeed. people. Yeah. And you have to get exactly. comfortable with performing, period, because you can be in the bedroom or you can be in the studio laying down your track, and I mean, you're 100% comfortable there because there's maybe one or two, maybe three people there. You're comfortable, and more than likely they're going to be your homies that's there with you. So it's a level of comfortability between y'all. But to do it in front of people that you don't know or that and, – and plus there's a lot of um, haters out here throwing salt. So if you don't – your image doesn't match your music or, or if you're not the nicest-looking person in the world, they're not going to listen to your music. Is that right? No, but that's how it goes. So you have to be prepared for a lot of salt, even in in the beginning of your performances. So it's not always going to be someone that's liking your music, but you're going to have to get used to that. So I feel like performing in a crowd of 20 to 30 people is important to be able to even endure what is out there, you know, and if you can't can't do something small, then why why do you deserve something big? You know, you don't deserve a golden spoon. Everybody out here is grinding every day to make it through everyday struggles. And what makes you think you're better than anybody to just be giving it to you? 
Exactly. Everybody just wants it on a silver platter. Like, here you go. They want but don't want to put the work in. They just want to, like, like they say, you know, everybody wants to go to heaven, but no one wants to die. <laughs> right. <laughs> everybody want to be rich, but nobody want to put the work in. Yeah, yeah, and they, you know, so... So you have to have a thick skin. And somebody was asking me um, the other day, well, I actually told them, you know, now is the best time to, you know, put your music out there. It's like the best time ever. And they were like, well, why, Dylan? And I'm like, basically, because right now you have all these platforms where you can put a couple dollars here right, as far as, like, the mega giant Facebook, and you can get a lot of eyeballs for little to no money, really, you know. And people just don't utilize that. And, you know, people don't want to go and get a job. And I'm like, well, listen, how do you want to support your career? Like, no one is going to just give you money just to give you money. I mean, they have a family as well, guessing. Right. You know, or if they were just going to give it to some random person, why not just give it to the homeless guy, you know, across their corner of where they live? So, I don't know. A lot of people, I I feel like they're delusional. Mental health is very serious right now (laughs) for a lot of people. (laughs) And I don't, uh, we try to do our best. And we always say, you know, you got to keep going at what you want and keep fighting for it. And even if they say no, keep going for it. The only time that I say to kind of step away from it is if people around you are not supporting you, if people around you are not supporting you but being honest with you, now, if you're screaming in a mic, and if someone is telling you, sir, ma'am, you're screeching in the mic, no one is going to bite, and you don't understand that, well, then I, I can't say anything more to that person. Right. So, it's constructive that's criticism. why you need to have so Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to be able to take that. Everybody. Right. You can't be you can't I mean, be weak and try to be in the music career because right. I mean you can't even go to a talent show nowadays or a basketball game without somebody or like a football game like you could have all the talent on the world but just because you're on the other team you're an enemy you know you could be a you know you could be at a Dallas and a you know a Pittsburgh game like you know that there's good players on the Pittsburgh team but you're going to be against them because that is the enemy so regardless of how you know the situation may be like. You you have to like yeah. you really do have to support everybody. Exactly, and you gotta go on social media. You have to see that as a tool and not something bad. Right, and you know and nowadays but, yeah. ads, and right now like there's ads where you can pay two dollars or ten dollars to reach thousands of people. You're not paying for likes. You're just paying for them to see it on their screen. So it's you know like the little sponsored ads. If you really want it on Facebook, that is the best way because everybody sees sponsored links. 
no matter what city, no matter what state, no matter what country, you're always going to see that, and it's going to be different. But people don't want to put money into getting it noticed but want to be heard. And I don't see how that adds up. Like, that's, that's crazy. Like, being heard is free. Like, you can have the best talent and be local. Like, you, you know, you're, you're amazing. You, can, you have all the skills, but you don't market it correctly. You don't, you don't promote it. You're not putting it on this platform and you're not putting it on that platform, but you expect to be heard. How is that? You have to put the work in. You can't just go into the studio and lay a track and think the world is going to hear it. Absolutely. And that's where I was kind of getting at where if someone is telling you the truth and no one is really spending money and you also feel like, hey, you know, this is not working out, you should probably step back and either re-strategize or go in a different direction. Right. Everybody is not made to be an artist. You need to have people that's in charge of the sound you know, right. at these shows, someone holding lights. I mean, there are just so many positions that you can play. I know a lot of artists right now, you know, that, hey, I didn't make it as an artist, now I'm going to become a DJ. Cool. Or, hey, right, I didn't make it as an artist, I'm going to start my own radio station. Cool. You know? Right. And so that's my thing. It's never about bashing or negativity. It's more like this. Once you lose your time, it's gone. You can't get it back. And I'd rather you take good riddance than keep holding on to something that that's not going to probably happen for you because you did not put in that work in to get it or you, you just did not listen and apply. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's just exactly. some people... They're still sick. They're like 60, 50, and they're still trying to do it. <laughs> now, if you want to do it as a hobby, and I'm not bashing. I know a lot of people, you know, not bashing, tell money. <laughs> because music music is very strong for some. It's a passion Heavy. for it's some. It's the like, biggest like, in the world, yeah. I think. Yeah. Like, no matter if we're it's in China second, or yeah. Canada. Yeah, it's a, it's a language. It's, a, it's our second language. You can go to, for example, you know, when Michael Jackson went to Japan, they were they were singing all the words. People were passing out. I mean, it doesn't matter that they knew English or not. They knew the lyrics. You know right. what I mean? So, and, and music, when it hits you, it hits you. When it touches you, it okay. touches you. And some you people, a, it's hard to let go. You could be a girlfriend or you could be going through you and your best friend having an argument. And there's there's music to relate to every situation that you have going on. Crazy also because when we're going through them situations, it's like we hear them songs because we want to hear it, but it makes us feel worse as we're hearing it. Like we could be, you know, you just got out of a bad breakup with your, your significant other, and all you want to do is hear a love song because you, you want to make you feel know that someone else feels the way that you have felt, you know, and it's like being able to relate to this music, you can really feel it inside of your soul, like, and when you hear music, the first thing a person tries to do majority of the time is to relate to it. I'm going to go into a couple gems real quick, 
Hey, I'm going to pass it to my co-host, Dr. Phil. I'm just going to say a couple of things real quick. So, if you're on social media, you need to be posting at least three or more times a day. It doesn't matter what platform you're on. Morning, afternoon, night. That's one. The second thing, if you're trying to do shows right now, go to myafton.com, M-Y-A-F-T-O-N.com, and they will help you get shows. You will have to sell tickets, so if you're not willing to sell tickets, that's up to you. You know, I can't say anything more than that, but I'm going to pass it to my co-host real quick, Dr. Phil. How are you, Dr. Phil? Bless you, Hi. highly favored, Dr. Cash. How are you? I've been enjoying the show. Bless you, Dr. Phil. I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you take over. We don't have a lot of time, but I'm still gonna let you and I'm gonna just sit here and listen. Continue, Doctor Phil. Um uh, I got a yeah, how have you been? This is, you know, I just, you know, felt like we've known each other forever, and I'm interested in doing a song with you. I have this movie coming out, but we'll get to that later on. Um, okay. I just got a couple questions for you as an artist. Um, at the times where you felt like um, being a female in the game, you know, I know it's a lot of male chauvinistic you know, uh, a woman should, you know, sex sales. So, you know, we want women to look like this when we see and stuff like that. When you're doing videos and stuff like that to sell your product or, you know, promote your product, how do you go into doing a video? I I sell my music, not myself or my image. Um, I... I am very covered up. I'm very. I don't believe. I don't know. I'm still kind of old school generation. I don't want to talk about sex. You know, everybody says sex sells, and you're absolutely correct. Um, but I don't want to be in that stereotype. I want to. You know, I want to tell stories. I want to save lives. So my videos are mainly going to be message related. It's going to be a situation where someone can relate to, you know, and, and that's what I want. I don't want to sell my sex or my image or my body, but I just want you to not look at my body, my image, but listen to the So I can't be all out there looking all sexy if I want you to hear me for me, you know, because in this generation, if the body is good, they're they're going to look at the body. They're not paying attention to the lyrics. They may make but they're not, they're not paying attention. Mm. So how how do you think more developments or advancements would be made towards, you know what I'm saying, more so message in hip-hop? Because I'm a message guy myself. And, you know, if you're not preaching or teaching, if you will, or learning or expressing, hip-hop is a lot of stuff. You know, it's everything. Yes, so, um, it's life. <laughs> it's life. So, um, but where do you think you know that gap or that 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 malfunction or you know what I'm saying? Where you know, I know everybody wants to look presentable. I'm not saying don't look presentable, 
Right. But you, the whole the the sex selling thing came from you know I know it's like since the beginning of time, but <laughs> that's where it all began. That's where it all began. Digging Kim. Well, where do you think the change is going to come? Like from uh, what, what? What would you say Everybody to artists? Open- their eyes, you know, or not even only, I feel like if everybody opened their third eye and, and realize and wake up to everything that's going on around here community-wise and realize that we, one, that we are not the enemy as, as civilians of the country, but more than likely, it's really the government that's the enemy and they're they're putting everything here to make us, to kill ourselves out. So I feel us opening our eyes and realizing it, I feel like it'll change. And and people start to stop being naive and like they can't learn. You know, the person be seventeen and you're forty. You're so you're so naive. Like, oh, that senior can teach me anything. When in reality, that seventeen year old told you some knowledge, but blocked your blessing. You know, and I feel like that we just really come together. Knowledge is power. Applied knowledge is power. We can have all the knowledge and it be useless if we don't use it. So I feel like we can have a PhD, be jobless. But where does that set us? They said education would make us straight for life, so we got a PhD, but why am I still not having a job? I feel like you have to apply everything that you've learned in everyday life. True. Where can we uh, can we get some of your email contact information, social media platforms, up and coming performances? We can check you out. Okay, um, my Facebook um, is under my real name. Um, my real name is Ashley Champion. Um, the regular spelling of Ashley. Um, my Snapchat XO Boss Lady ninety three. My Instagram the underscore official Boss Lady underscore XO. Um, and my SoundCloud is still under. Um, I had to redo all my stuff. So it was like a a malfunction, and I had to redo everything. But I will send link into y'all, um, or you'll be able to find it on my Facebook page in about two days. And my email address for booking or any for any type of event is pinky the boss lady dot I mean at gmail dot com. Doctor Gash, make sure you get on the follow spree. Yes. Definitely. But before Doctor Phil, do you have another question? Oh, proceed. Proceed. Okay. Well, I just I just wanted to jump into which I know we didn't get into that. We have a couple minutes. I just want you to basically go into, if you can, a little bit of what you've been through as far as in life. And what, why I want to do this and go into this deep is because we got a lot of listeners going through different things in their life right now. And if we can help them motivate them, elevate them, that's what we want to do. And whatever you don't feel comfortable about speaking <laughs> about, you just don't speak on it. That's fine. 
But you never know what people are going through, you know, and so I want to touch I, myself and Dr. Cash. We want I mean, myself and Dr. Phil, definitely we want to touch those, you know, and give those that don't have a voice a voice, the voiceless a voice, if you would. But go ahead. I was, I, okay, well, um, I've had I've had a hard life. I wasn't given the silver spoon. Um, my dad was a very bad alcoholic. My mom was a very loyal woman. She held him down many, many years through everything. Um, so I learned a lot of my loyalty from her. Um, my dad was very abusive, very, very abusive. House burnt down. Still try to go, still try to go. End up living homeless for a year and a half. Um, I met my child's father, got everything going for the Army, and I got pregnant right before I was supposed to go to my basic training. I couldn't go. <laughs> Messed me up. Um, after that, I departed. My, my child's father was one of the biggest male gigolos in the proper terms <laughs> that I could say. He was, he was very bad. Um, I was with him four and a half years. And still, my daughter is now, she's almost five, and he's he hasn't did anything. I have one of the shittiest child fathers ever. Um, I've maybe received $10.13, to be exact, from him in five years. Um, <laughs> so to all the females that's not getting any child support, to the females that's not getting any time, like, She's maybe seen her father maybe three times her whole life. Um, I don't talk bad about him in front of her. I don't do that. I, I say he's on vacation. You know, I try to build her up as a queen. I was just recently in an abusive relationship for a year and a half. Um, I was beat daily. Um, it was it was very bad. It got that to the point where bad. I said, what, 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 I'm not trying to cut you off in any way, but what? came to you and made you stop the abuse? My dad passed away, and I couldn't, and I told myself, I said, if I can, if I'm having to make me, like, if the world is making me live without my father, that means I can live without you, too, because there's no possible way that I can get my father back, and I have to deal with that pain my whole life, so I can deal without having you, too, and it was, I was lost in the stars. I was I was in love. I gave him the benefit of the doubt because he had a bad childhood. So I gave him more than what he was really supposed to, you know, have. And after my my father passed away in October of last year, um, and December 25th was my last, on Christmas, was my last, my last day. Um, we got into an altercation midday and, it got really bad to where I was kicked in the face. I was stomped on. I was stabbed. And I, I couldn't take it anymore. I left. He he had stole my gun that night. And after that, he came back on January 4th, and he beat me with it. He beat me several times in the head with a gun because I wasn't going to take him back. And I couldn't. I had made it a promise to myself and to my father that 
I wouldn't endure that self or even put that type of lifestyle around my child anymore because it was hazardous. And some people say, well, why didn't you leave? You know, that's not love. But when, you know, sometimes love is toxic, you know, and, and it's hazardous to our life, but it's addictive. You know what I'm saying? And like, well, you're stupid for saying I was addicted to his toxicness. You know, he had fed that to me. And right. I finally had to look in the mirror and say, hey, this isn't me. Like, um, this isn't me. And I left. And I mean, I was literally almost dead. Like, I was literally in shock. Like, I was, I was, it was really bad. And I had a hole in my head. And I never looked back. And I never looked back. I but that was my for not looking back. <laughs> that right. was the first time. But that was my breaking point. I mean, it, it happened daily for a year and a half. But it was never to that severity that it was that day. Right, right. Misery loves company. Well, yes. before you and go, <laughs> do, you, do you have anything you want to add before you go? Um, <laughs> I just want to say to everyone listening to follow your dreams. Never give up. No matter who looking down on you and saying that you can't make it, or say you're, you know, you're 26, you're not gonna make it in this career, or or you're 24, you're too old to be this. Don't listen to everybody else's fears. Don't let their fears onto you because if you do, then they're gonna it's gonna stop you from even accomplishing what you want. Believe in yourself. Um, just, just keep going. That's, that's all I have to say to everybody. Just keep going because you got it and you can make it. If you got you got to speak into existence. Definitely. We really appreciate having you on here. Dr. Phil, before you go into your ending mode, we just want to say, you know, even when Boss Lady went through all that, she kept on going, and that's what you got to do. But Dr. Phil, take us out. You've just got your dose. 